live from Saving the Columbus Crew. You are all so welcome. Mm-hmm. It's your heroes, the Vocal Minority Podcast. Yeah. Hold for applause. Hold for applause. week's episode of the vocal minority podcast the podcast is cramming two weeks of footy goings on into one show you lucky folk you (laughs) on this week's show we look back briefly at the match that officially ended tfc season (sighs) uh talk about both national teams very exciting stuff get into Mm -hmm. some tfc talk preview not one but two toronto matches yes they're still playing and more yes there's more uh, an apology if we sound like we're in a tin can. We've had to do one of our rare remote shows. Now to this week's panel. Sitting comfortably in his basement and got on the call on the first try, it's Duncan Fletcher. Yeah, I do technology good. We're so proud of you, Duncan. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, set up in the VMP high-tech cave in a secret location. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. Well, it's not that hard to figure out where I am. I mean, it's not a secret either. But yeah, that, that's where I am. I'm there. Good, good. Which is here. Yeah, which is there. You, you actually have Batman and your man. You've been hiding this the whole time. Not allowed to say, Duncan. Mm, makes sense. Uh, due to technical difficulties, Tony won't be joining us today. He should just call Duncan. He can figure this shit out. It's true. It's true. Duncan is now the tech master. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. As for me, I'm comfortably ensconced on the couch, and hilariously, the cat has already gone into hiding because she knows we're recording a show. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. We don't have to be there. It's just hearing our voices. Tradition. Tradition. I'm the one with no release date, the one who MCs great like the taste of Philly cheesesteaks. So we'll be breaks, I need cake, but won't resort to cheapskate. I'll make your knees shake, cause every rhyme I spit's a keepsake for Pete's sake. Cookbook's dope and there's no debate. You wish you had a comeback, but no, there is no rebate. Your hopes and dreams to play with every song that I create. Beat me? You must be in a dream state. Freak the format, make your heart beat strong. No room to lack, come whack, you get the gong. You better bring the house down like King Kong. If not, you got to go. If not, you got to go. First up on the show is the Vancouver Whitecaps post-match from oh so long ago. Uh, remember those days. Remember those days. We mm. briefly, no, we didn't really have any hope. So it's finally officially, officially over because it's been over since like July. But uh, Toronto's last match before the international break uh, was a fairly dull performance that not even, not even secret agent Daniil, uh could help erase. He tried. He really did try, and we really appreciate it. Like, Daniil, you know, love you, man. Good job. Checks in the mail. Um, you always have a place with us. Uh, anyway, saw Toronto fall to the Whitecaps and, again, officially out of the playoffs. So we don't really need to talk about the match much because it was so long ago, and everyone's probably watched it, at least in a, who knows. But... How does everyone feel about this now? Are you relieved? Are you disappointed? Are you angry? Meh. What? About that one game or the season? Uh, about, I guess maybe sort of about the game, about how the game went down, because it was not their most inspiring match, but just the fact yeah. that their season is now officially over. Um, yeah, I'm, well, just a mess. It's weird, you know, the, the CONCACAF 
the CCL was enjoyable. Winning the Borgia's Cup is good, and the league just never got going. It was weird. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, let's, uh, let's take a break and uh, go at the CCL fully rested. That would be good. And, uh, yeah, the game as a whole, huh, it, you know, the whole thing just ended with a whimper, really, didn't it? That was crap. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty accurate. I mean, I kind of felt like the last couple games it's just been a weird stay of execution. And I don't know if that's more of the emotions uh, attached to this team over the last, you know, 11 years, 12 years. I can't even remember what we're at. A lot. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, there was a part of me that was just kind of like, just get it over with. Just... Yeah. Like clearly, clearly, we the the epic heroic comeback we were expecting didn't happen in late August. It didn't happen in September. So why would we think it would just like it now? Now happen. Yeah. yeah. Now now's the time. Like their backs are like your backs can't be up against the wall anymore without being the wall itself. Okay, guys, <laughs> if you're not going. If that isn't going to get you going, it's not going ever. So like it was just kind of. I'd rather it just be be eliminated and let's not get our hopes up any further than where they where they've been and just let's just focus on you know next season next CCL and uh killing everybody next season when they weren't expecting us you know like that's kind of what I feel but yeah, yeah. it's uh this is I, I feel like they should have been eliminated two games earlier whatever yeah I'm yeah, I'm 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 kind of still like a bit angry about the match itself. Like for that to be the way they they went out, it was like really guys, really okay. You know, I I don't want to see any more sound bites of you talking about how hard you're gonna fight and all this stuff when you go put that kind of performance up <laughs> against the Whitecaps of all people. You know, like but they're gonna fight really really hard, really really hard. Yeah. That's that's great, like super um, hard. Super, super hard. hard. Yeah, it's it's not just balls to the wall anymore. It's balls through the wall. <laughs> oh, that's that is some strong ball action. I'm just alarmed. Yeah, yeah. Balls like through just like some nice little glory hole, just kind of hanging out there on the other side of the wall. <laughs> oh, how else? What else would you call? Cleverly slapped now and then by whoever's on the other side. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, that's delightful. Okay, as for like it being over, I think I think I'm just relieved that it, I just I just because I've I've kind of yes, you know, if they'd magically whatever put themselves in the playoffs, then whatever that would have been delightful and fun and all those things. But because we've known it's been over for so long, I'm just kind of glad that it's done, and that yes, the the focusing on next season can begin now. Um, and, uh, we'll talk about more sort of the last three matches later on in the show, but like the focus on that and how that's going to change and just sort of, it, it doesn't lessen me caring about the team. Like I, I, I want, I still want them to like win their games and all those things and look good, but it's kind of to have that, you know, over our heads is, is over and done with. And that's, that's kind of nice in a weird way. So, um, so the one thing there's there's two sort of interesting things from this match though um and 
uh, that's really the big one is uh, Josie Altidore's post-match comments, Ooh. which uh, were a bit, uh, yeah, it was a bit, it was a, it was a bit unexpected and, and completely unprompted. Um, uh, he was in a, a post-match scrum and sort of just like volunteered the fact that he might not be here next year. And sort of was talking like he wasn't going to be. And what, what does it say? So, you know, it's not in my hands. I think I've tried to show up every night I've stepped on this field since 2015. When I arrived, I've tried to play for the fans, my family, for everyone who's followed this club since day one, I've done what I can at this point. If my future isn't here, then like I said before, it's been nothing but a pleasure. I want to thank all the fans for their support throughout the years and all the best in the future and go from there. Um, and then someone asked him about his injury. He said, well, I've got to fix it and get ready for whatever's next, for whatever's next, wherever my future is. So this is very much a man talking like, he ain't going to be here. Yeah, so that, that crazy stuff might happen, but I think I'm, I'm uh, yeah. Which but, shame. so like you have to wonder what has uh um what has sort of transpired in the background that we don't know about then why would something like this be transpiring right this second um but you know we've talked about who we're okay with leaving staying that sort of thing so like i put i asked if you guys were surprised or okay with this like i'm surprised at the comments um and i'm surprised that it's happening potentially happening now um i don't know i, I think i think i'm okay if josie's not here depending on who comes in to replace him well yeah that's the key if it's just you know lucas jansen and then yeah, there's nobody else new coming in is that ah no well, that's let's keep uh, josie altered out um but yeah yeah can't deny that the, the Altidore, Javinko, Bradley, Vasquez, that the group is now, it's all, you know, they're all in their late 20s, early 30s, and yeah, maybe you're starting to get on the downside of being, you know, young and fit and fast and powerful and that sort of thing. So it's maybe best to start transitioning at some point. I think we could probably get at least one more year out of that group, but yeah. It would be a shame if he does leave. It, uh, as I said, it depends on who comes back. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, see, I, I've i kind of accepted to a certain degree that change is coming, and it's coming in the form of player personnel. And, you know, with the exceptions of, like, Asario, um, I'm, I would – I'm not – Terribly surprised if anybody else that isn't Jonathan Osorio leaves for one reason or another, whether it's trade, whether it's contract expiration, whether it's contract buyout. And I'm not, it doesn't surprise me. Like, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of players on that list that I like and I wish would stay and I wish could stay. And I don't know the reasons what, like, what's the, what's keeping. Josie from sticking around like how much money is it I don't know this and I I don't want to know it right now so uh I'd rather him not go I I kind of want to see a guy leave when he's clearly on the decline 
not when he's pretty much still trucking along at the level that I expect him to be. Yeah. So that's that's it's kind of like I don't want to give away good players, but you can't you can't fight that. Like we don't we're not in control of that. So I, I if anything, I was surprised that Josie was one of those people that could be on that list. It wasn't that he because these this hyperbole comes from every player that is rumored to be on the chopping block that's in a contract negotiation in every sport in every club around the planet. So yes. I'm not like it's just interchanged name with and name and club with the last time you heard it. So yeah, that's it was more shocking that Josie was on that list than it was him saying these words because that doesn't surprise me. All right. Well, you know, the, the off season, she's a coming. So we'll, we'll know this sooner, hopefully rather than later. Um, the only other thing I really put in for last week's match is it, it's more sort of like our little bubble that, that, you know, this is even remotely important to is some of the supporter group posturing that continues to go on. Um, and of course, so the Vancouver match, you know, was a disappointing one and uh, the, the inebriati continued to, or parts of them find their way back into the stadium over the North stand. But, you know, t- Twitter once again was a, a bit of a, a bit of a nightmare with everyone sort of like calling out the South end. Oh, why is it so quiet? They needed you the most. And like, almost like, like blaming the South end for why they lost instead of the players on the pitch for not playing well. Um, yeah. Supporters can lift a team. Absolutely. But it's really, honestly, it's not, it's not the fans job to make them win matches i just sort of find it it's 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 an unfortunate thing that it still continues to go on and and also you know i'm I'm vaguely disappointed in myself that i still find it something worth caring about even remotely but we do sit in the south and um we know a lot of these people so i just always find it interesting but a little postscript on that is i don't know if it was officially inebriati people that were at the argos tie cats match on friday but I saw I saw a tweet from somebody, uh, basically who you know, was a picture of a banner that was trolling Hamilton, but seemed to be like they might have been inebriati style supporters. What was, it, the two, it was, was it a two stick? What was the what was the two stick about? <laughs> no, it was. Was it about pollution? Of- We're over it. Okay. Yeah. As the representative of Hamilton, yeah, get past that shit. Anyway, um, I, I don't think it was inebriati, but there was a couple people who were like, uh, really? So I, I'm, I haven't had a chance to find out any confirmation or denial of that. Oh, and the other delicious little thing sort of on that. There was also, I saw someone mention uh, in a thread that there might be a new supporter group forming called the Red Street Elite. at least they rhyme is that Um, that mandatory with all new supporters clubs i think so alliteration is that part of it now that is that's the rule um you can't have it otherwise so so where's red street i no idea there is no red (laughs) i i did a look around uh uh there is a no red street in toronto there is uh there's a red river crescent that's gotta be it and oh there was another something i can't remember what it is now but there's no official red street in toronto so isn't isn't there a rouge river i mean come on guys it's right there (laughs) 
anyway, the the the, the posturing is this, thing is, is this getting... basically a take on the old the Green Street. The... Maybe. Oh, good. That is a very good call. Yeah, that's not hard enough. Uh, back to your earlier question about uh, you know it's up to supporters to uh, you know we can they can lift a they can lift a team. Um, has anybody tried to lift anybody that was actually dead weight lately? It's really fucking hard. <laughs> like you're gonna put your fucking back out. You're gonna pull some goddamn muscles, and I don't think two thousand in the south could possibly have done it. So. Um, also, too, are we really blaming supporters for how mediocre the performance has been? Is it really? Is it really? Well, most I are, mean, but you know, there is that there is that little contingent that seems to think that. I mean, I would if if it wasn't them. That's well, they but they've said it all season. You know, whenever the team does well, oh well, we were banned, or look, you know, no, no, no noise. So it's clearly this is what happens. I'm pretty sure the uh, there's been sanctions before where. The outcome still was Toronto one, and uh, I don't remember. I don't seem to recall that being brought up. But whatever, you know, yeah. you do. Uh, if it wasn't such an expensive experiment, I would like to have a game where Toronto plays behind closed doors only with the ultras, who claim to be uplifting. <laughs> and when they lose, they are banned for life, unequivocally. If you went to that game and they didn't win, you are gone forever. That's hilarious. But uh, again, it. it's an expensive experiment. Uh, I don't, not one that I would like to, you know, payroll to conduct. So, anyway. Excellent. Well, moving on our show, it is MLS time. I know the excitement of MLS, the rest of the league. Um, I had a whole thing for last week. And yes, we are sorry again that we missed our last week's show, but various difficulties prompted this move, but that's okay. You all go on the MLS website. Anyway, you know what happened. However, there are three, two things I want to like just very quickly highlight um, from last week's results. Uh, Zombie Chivas made the postseason their first year in the league after trouncing the Rapids. So congratulations to you guys. Um, And the uh, Red Bulls, who continue to keep pace with uh, the AU guys, beat the Earthquakes 3-1 last week. But the, the only reason I bring this up is because Wando got his 144th goal, bringing him to within one of Lando's record. Please. I know. Please. I know. Yeah, let's just like, get this done this season and not have it be the big thing leading into next season. Just get it over with. Yeah, they've got, two, they've got two games left. Like, please, please, please. Yes, exactly. Let this do this for us. Come on. Um, so, uh, this week's results, so with the international break on, there were only four MLS matches, um, because unbalanced schedules are delightful. Um, yay. Uh, first up was Friday night's match that took 
well, just a wee bit longer to complete as the Dynamo and Zombie Shivas had to sit through an almost two-hour weather delay due to lightning at the arena. Ooh. Uh, Fun. Uh, that, yes, exactly. I was terrible. But, Don't laugh. Just keep going. <laughs> but that delay seemed to help focus uh, LAFC as they went on to win 4-2, uh, including two goals from Carlos Vela. God damn, he's good. And uh, another from Walker Zimmerman, who suddenly just seems to be scoring whenever he wants, which is kind of hilarious, uh, to help them keep pace with Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas in the Western Conference uh, fight for supremacy. Uh, Next was the Battle of the Hopeless as the Loons hosted the Rapids. And, well, it didn't go well for Adrian Heath's team as Colorado won just their second away match of the season. Um, And honestly... Who, who, who loses to Colorado? Yeah. Um, with the, only terrible uh, teams. Really, only the worst teams. Uh, with a 2-0 win over Minnesota. So there you go. How and all these I don't coaches know. that are being fired, how does Adrian Heath still have a job? <laughs> I know. Because they showed vague signs of improvement this year. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, oh, you're an expansion team, whatever, you're only in like year two, whatever. Oh, yeah, Atlanta have done well. LAFC have done all right. Come on, come on, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know. Um, and then uh, the, the, the big match, and it, I could reverse the order, but let's just do this. DC United continues to be the story right now with their 1-0 victory over Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. Yeah, this win puts them into the sixth spot and above the red line for the first time all season long. Lol. I know. Lol. It's kind of magical. I'm I'm sort of I'm rather enjoying it actually. Um and last match of the weekend was the T Terrorists beating up on Orlando and winning 2-0. However, with DC United winning their match, the Rev are now officially eliminated. From the playoffs. Lol. <laughs> That's a so, shame. It is such a shame. I know. So the playoff standings, the playoff race. So in the East, there's still only two spots left. Um, with uh, Columbus still, you know, they, they've got the, the fifth spot. Um, Montreal, I was going to say, starting to look vulnerable. That was last week. But they are now outside of uh, the playoff positions at the moment with DC United, as we said, taking the cheesemaker's spot. <laughs> the AU guys, the energy drinks, are still chasing the supporter shield as well as Toronto FC's points record. And uh, Pizza Rats in the Union, again, still confirmed uh, for... Uh, postseason play in the west nothing has changed there's still three spots left uh only fc dallas the sporks and zombie shivas have confirmed for the postseason and all the other teams that are uh sort of vying for those spots are still no one new has been eliminated so it's still portland uh sounding enthusiast rsl the zlatans and the whitecaps all still possible for the last three spots now yeah, you know what? The Whitecaps have three games still to play. They could they could pull it off. It's it is possible. There's there's such a yeah. small so it's forty three to four like like six spot only has forty six points. Vancouver's got forty three. 
like it's there's not a lot of room between these five teams it's it's kind of funny actually so we'll see what happens i still have this hope that seattle will fall apart so that we don't have to deal with seattle in the playoffs again this year just obviously toronto is not dealing with them but just watching them in general would be you know annoying because it's them and they're always annoying and then the supporter shield it's all uh atlanta and new jersey one of them are taking that shiny shield home and really all that's left is determine whether or not they'll beat tfc's record so we were discussing this briefly before we started recording and the hope that you know toronto's last home game against atlanta could be the match that denies them uh the points record and possibly the shield but uh a guy's next match is against the fire. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So at, at the, well, at the, what is possible though, is that they will share the points record with Toronto because mm-hmm. the win over Chicago, the presumptive win over Chicago, because they are playing uh, in, a, in Atlanta uh, is, puts them at 69 points in nights so to be fair i i feel that it's better to have two involved with 69 you know what duncan that is an excellent point that's 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 analysis kids that is that is why you listen to our show they can Um, be the nine to our six toronto's the six atlanta can be the nine players Layers. I like this. I like this. This is this is excellent. Good job, everybody. Um, and then uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, and then New Jersey. What do they play? What did I say? Oh yeah, they've got Philadelphia, so they've got a big match against Philadelphia. So probably no help there because Philly's Philly's looking good, and uh, they, yeah, they've been fun to watch, and they are playing uh, at home too. And then last match, obviously Atlanta against Toronto. And uh, the Red Bulls against Orlando. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in other MLS news, uh, more new coaches. So we were discussing uh, Vancouver's coaching vacancy and Mark Dos Santos last week and why Vancouver may have pulled the trigger so quickly in, ho- in hopes of uh, keeping Mark Dos Santos away from the earthquakes. Well, the earthquakes have a new coach. Um, Almeida. Sorry, is it Mark Dos Santos? It's not Mark Dos Santos. Uh, I know it is uh, Matias Almeida from Chivas Guadalajara. Mm. Mm. So, this is kind of you know, it's a bit of a big deal bringing him to uh, MLS. Very, you know, storied coach who left uh, Chivas Guadalajara um, in the spring, which was you know fraught with sort of issues with uh, their front office about player signings and financials and all sorts of things. So, you know, he's been looking for a club and uh, it should be interesting to have uh, someone, you know, of his stature in MLS. He's, he's won lots of titles uh, as a coach, but also as a, as a player. And of course, you know, we will instantly hate the earthquakes now because he is directly responsible, not the players for missing penalty kicks, um, for TFC not winning the CCL in uh, uh, this year in April. So, 
there we go. Welcome to uh, welcome to MLS, Matthias. Yeah, I, I really hope that I mean, Chivas, that was the game where they basically just man-marked everyone. And it looked yes. so weird and confusing. And, well, this is different. But I, I really hope that he gets San Jose trying to do that. That would be... Yes, that would actually that would be... actually bring some entertainment to San Jose. I agree. Nothing for God knows how long. But now, now the big news. The most exciting mm-hmm. news. The best mm-hmm. fucking news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crew... The crew has been saved. We did it, guys. We did it. That's so amazing. Yeah. Mark, um, Mark I, you, you put that thing up on our website, that, that little logo there. Yep. You're the Made, MVP. Yeah. Made the difference. the difference. Yeah. 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 No. I'm, I'm proud of us. Yeah. Me too, guys. Like, I, I, I think, you know, we worked hard on this this year. And um, yeah. It's. Uh, it's kind of awesome. So news broke um, uh, yesterday. No, Friday. Sorry, I forgot what day it is already. That's what happens when you work on weekends. Um, Friday afternoon, suddenly it was just everywhere that uh, the crew has been saved. But what's going on? Are they actually been saved? What's happening? So the, uh, the NFL's Cleveland Browns, really an investor group that involves the Browns, the Haslam family um, have entered into negotiations with MLS to purchase the team and whatever, build them a new stadium, get all of, you know, like they will have the rights to the team, to their history, to the name, like the crew survives as is. And all of the um, trillion trophies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, we, we thought we got rid of it. It won't go away. Now we've now we've officially added a third team. God. So <laughs> what's sort of interesting? So you know, MLS has been very much uh, very fairly not helpful in terms of the the, the crew situation and 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 pro- continuing to propping up uh, Anthony Precourt in its in their statements. Uh, but they said that they released this statement. There was a joint statement between MLS and the Columbus Partnership and the proposed investor group. Uh, and Major League Soccer and the Columbus Partnership have been working together for several months on a plan to keep the crew in Columbus. Um, and uh, we want, we all agree that for the club to be successful requires strong local owners, uh, corporate support, all this stuff. But, and that this is the kicker, the last sentence, MLS is committed to keeping the crew in Columbus Mm-hmm. Um, that's nice, but, yeah. but should we continue to make progress on these critical components about like it's all financial of course as long as as long as you guys can guarantee that the money is going to keep flowing in we'll let you keep your team um exactly but the other side of this and it is very very exciting and it was very cool that um who was it uh josh williams i don't know who, what other players but uh but, after uh, practice yeah, like, yes, they, they started showing up at this little party they were having. Like, the players were just like, yeah, Team State, we're going to come support these guys. Because a lot of the team, you know, they've had to keep somewhat quiet. Um, so they're obviously excited. But the flip side of all of this is that um, Precourt still gets a team in Austin. I know. From the sounds of it. And that's bullshit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just... It's kind of weird. It's just that the whole thing is bypassed the whole expansion bidding process and everything. And yeah, so, uh, okay. But you know, people in Sacramento or wherever the hell 
Yeah, yeah Sacramento, yeah, or or even San Antonio. San Antonio are still, sure. you know. Um, so yeah, he gets to he he because he has rights to a franchise. Anyways, it's he he gets to relocate his rights to Austin. Like it's so it's so stupid. And, and this is this is the this is one of the ugly sides of MLS and how all of this nonsense works. But you know, Precourt probably gets a team, and that's wrong. And we will, no one will like you. Sorry, Austin. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, your your man, your your owner is a wealthy piece of garbage. Yeah. PSP and... Austin automatically league villains. Oh god, it's, it's always terrible when you say that. <laughs> He's ruined three three initials that I've always cherished. So fuck him. Yes. So yeah. Anyway, we will uh, we will uh, see what happens in going forward. But huzzah, good good job, everybody, and and for like for like the guys behind Save the Crew, for Morgan Hughes, who um, if you don't follow him on Twitter, I, I do recommend you do. Who has done tireless work um, this past year um, in Columbus, working to to save his team and and organizing and. Uh, you know, just all of the people involved uh, from the Columbus side, the guys at Massive Report, Alex, Matt, everybody. Um, congratulations. And, um, you know, this, it, you know, for all of the fans that have, have fought and have gone to rallies and have gone to City Hall and organized and written letters and all those things, like, congratulations. You guys, this is amazing work by all of you. And uh, I'm, I'm, like, so pleased for them that this sort of initiative was successful and it's, it's 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 an awesome thing and i have warm fuzzies over it yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, glad I'm, I'm i'm glad it's all resolved i'm glad that columbus supporters who never deserve to get the shit in the first place are in theory in a much better place and I hope the Haslam family doesn't turns out that they've got some evil fucking plot to right yeah. with the team to <laughs> Cleveland and use the land for tractor pulls. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they get to keep the team and they can go and enthusiastically support the team, buy tickets and all that sort of thing. And they're no longer giving money to pre-card when they do that. So that's very nice for them. And uh, yeah, hey, Cleveland Browns, there's no more successful franchise you would want to be <laughs> part of. Yeah, that sucks too. Yeah. Love you, Cleveland Browns. I do. Next up on the show, CanCon time. And there's Ooh. lots of CanCon to discuss Gosh. today. It's awesome. Love to talk about Ooh. Canadian soccer. Uh, and uh, first up is the Canadian women's national team. 
their path to the World Cup continues and continues quite well. So they've been playing in the CONCACAF Women's Championship and they won their group. So they've played three games. Uh, they played Jamaica, they played Cuba, and they played Costa Rica. Uh, the Jamaica match was, you know what, they won 2-0, they won but it was a bit of a, it was a little bit of a concerning match in that, yes, they won, but they were obviously a bit rusty and were not quite all on the same page. Um, so, like, you can, you know, it's it's always nice to win the games, but you can watch games like that and be kind of like, ah, okay, please, please play better next time. Um, but still, good to see um, young players getting integrated into the squad slowly. Um, the, the, the best thing so far, actually, that has come out of this tournament for Canada, other than uh the the wins uh is uh ken's shirts so while not a devotee of this medium like uh john herdman he mm. seems to have the same shirt but in different patterns we've been calling him casual ken so uh mm. you know not a not a formal sideline dresser is our ken it seems uh canada's next match was against cuba oh cuba uh, who had previously lost to Costa Rica 8-0. And everyone was thinking, oh, well, that'd be nice if Canada could put like five, six goals past them. They, it was 12-0. 12. 12. 12 goals. Eight, 12. That's like a rugby score. Am I right, Mark? Yeah. That, I, you know what? I would love to have gone to a game in person where 12 points were scored by both teams. Uh, instead of say, I don't know, half, half would have been, you know, you go to a rugby game and half of that total of 12 is scored. It, it feels a little hollow, feels a little empty, you know, but I, I, I'm just, I'm just talking on my ass, Duncan. When when I saw the score from that match, I was like, I thought I was reading it wrong. I was like, did they stop the game? What happened? Yeah, no, the, 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 uh, the script only showed the first number of the two digit score. Um, I wish it was 40 to 28, but no, it was not. <laughs> it was completely not. Uh, for those of you who haven't picked up on it, Duncan and I went to the million pound game between uh, London Broncos and your Toronto Wolfpack. And uh, uh, the halftime score was a whopping two to nothing. And uh, this is a team that put up 80 points against somebody this year. They put up 60 points against somebody this year. Two nothing at halftime. Full time score was four to two. It was two penalty goals to one penalty goal. Um, it was sad uh, to say the least, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was less scoring than a women's international apparently. So, um, but as a as a weird side effect and, and correlation to the segment, um, I did remark to Duncan that uh, uh, Lamport Field is uh, or Lamport Stadium is oddly a uh, perfect little place for a Canadian Premier League team. Yeah, uh, I know. It's interesting, isn't it? Nondescript, uh, no, no frills, concrete behemoth stadium, uh, and a party atmosphere. <laughs> like they've got all the little brewery tents set up. They've got activity. They've got a scoreboard that barely works. I mean, it really felt homely. <laughs> and, and like I, if you haven't had a chance to get to a game at at Lamport. And if you can get to one where there's a decent crowd, and that's not really meant to be a slight at TFC2, but if you get to a game with a good crowd, you can imagine this being a 
Canadian Premier League game anywhere in the country, literally anywhere in the country. Four or 5,000 people sitting around watching a game as the sun, okay, in our case, the sun didn't come out at all. But uh, uh, as the sun would be setting, it would be quite idyllic. So, uh, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, I, I was really expecting the rugby game to have more goals than a Canadian Women's International, and it didn't happen. So at least somebody scored, you know, a lot. That's, well, that's, that's, well, that's what, that's what, that was my takeaway. So the women scored 12 against uh, the poor Cuba. And, and I have to say that watching that match, and, and if you haven't watched it, I don't know if um, CONCACAF is, is archiving them on their site and you want to watch it, not just for all the goals, but I, I, as we were watching it, I felt, and I tweeted about this more than once, it felt bad for the Cuban goalkeeper because even though, yes, you, you look at a score 12 nil and think this has to be the keeper's fault. Most of these goals were not her fault. It was... No very much her defense yeah she got she, left hung up to dry so many times and and she actually played like it should have been much worse but she actually played quite a good quite a good game um but the other notable the main really the notable thing for this other than the score is that um two players for came uh, women's team got uh hat tricks so jordan heidema way to go jordan but cool. the big one was adriana leon and the reason for this is because Daniel Squizato, Squiz, you know, Canadian Voyager supporter, you know, and we all know Squiz. He has been calling for Adriana's hat trick for over five years. Oh. Every time she plays, he puts up. You know, it's queen about the Leon Hattie and, and, and he does this without fail every match. And she usually gets subbed off and he's like, oh, well, it's not happening. Oh, but next time. And this time it happens. So congratulations, Adriana, but congrats, Squiz, for bringing to life yet another classic can sock moment. Yes. You know, going there with your bennies and what have you and Yes. The football often is not that good, so it's good to have these random little things in there. So. Exactly. And then their last match of uh, the, the the tournament uh, was against Costa Rica on Thursday night. And um, they won 3-1. It was uh, a little bit more of a, of a harder-fought match. Costa Rica is really not a bad side, even though they, um, they're out because they lost inexplicably to Jamaica who really uh, kind of, they deserve the win in their match. They, they've actually had a pretty solid tournament, um, but we got to see Christine get another goal as, right. Abby, as chasing Abby continues. So she's only 10 away now. Um, and, you know, they won their group solidly and advanced to uh, today's match uh, day of recording. Uh, they play this afternoon against Panama uh, to guarantee their spot in next year's Women's World Cup. So um, expecting, you know, he, he, during the, you know, Kenneth has, you know, rotated the squad a little bit between, you know, vets and, and youngsters, depending on who they were playing um, and giving, you know, younger players an opportunity. But I expect we'll see a more veteran team this afternoon uh, just to sort of, you know, not to have it not to say that the kids can't play they they can there's some very good young player young women on this team um but you know you want to make sure 
sort of advance with no problems really and uh so this should book uh the women's ticket to france next year which will be amazing Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Pre-congratulations. Yes, pre-congratulations. There we God, go. I hope it didn't just take the shit out of this. I know. Um, before we talk about the men's team, we're going to just very quickly, the CPL, the open trials continue. Uh, the Toronto or York ones, depending on how you want to look at it. It was up in York and they kept... Depending on where you live. <laughs> yeah, really, I guess. Oh, cool. you're from you're from Saskatchewan? The Toronto trials. You're from exactly. Toronto? The York, York Trials, yeah. York. Um, the so, team of Toronto FC. <laughs> there Toronto we go. Family. So still, you know, like lots of excitement around this. And um, it is really, uh, it's, it's fun to sort of see what's going on. And I, as I said in previous shows, um, <coughs> sorry, um, I do suggest you check out uh, the CPL social media and their website as they've been posting some really great stuff, uh, behind the scenes things, videos. And uh, yeah, it's just neat to see this all coming together. On to the men's team. Yay. Yay. Cause that's really all that anybody wants to talk about, right? No. I think that's a bit, I think that's a bit, you know, presumptuous, <laughs> but whatever, you know, as an equal opportunity podcast. Exactly. That's why the women went first. Come on. Uh, Tuesday night is the big match against Dominica. Uh, John Herdman's gathered a actually very strong squad uh, for this match in the Nations League. And, um, you know, again, I don't know if there's still any tickets left. I know Jamie was holding a few left for the Voyagers in the, in the supporter section the other day. So you can check in with the, with the Voyagers. Uh, but buy tickets. Go watch Atiba. Go watch Junior Hoylet. Uh, watch that kid that plays for Vancouver right now. Go watch the Fonz. Um, sorry, one more time. <coughs> I really apologize. Apparently, I have a very bad tickle in my throat. So, this could get ugly. Um, and while the game is very important, the most delightful thing was discovered the other night. And that is that Scott Arfield, Scott Arfield. is Scott. in a ska band with his Scotty. brother. And, and not only is he in a ska band with his brother, he is in a ska band with his brother called the Begbies. Yeah. Yes, yeah. made for Begbie from Trade's Body. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. This is like the best thing ever. I, I, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. As much as I love uh, uh, the idea that Bistikus is 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 Canada uh, East, um, uh, this is better for me personally because it's oh. it's 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 the Venn diagram of interlocking things that I adore. Exactly. So exactly. Oh my god, it's so amazing! It's so amazing. And and you know, and they're not bad. They're pretty good. The they're three songs pretty- are pretty good. They really are. Um. And so yes, this is yeah, this is just delightful, and and it and it brought together yes some very lovely moments online as we celebrated this. Um, but yeah, so please check this out, check them out. Uh, they're on Spotify, they're on YouTube, they're they just just you have to. It's so fucking magical, and it does raise our field's place in my heart in terms of favorite Canadian men's soccer players up many many notches. Yeah. <laughs> like yes, true. 
you are right up there now in uh probably in my top five just on the strength of this forget your play but this this just elevates it oh it's delightful i'm not gonna lie i did spend uh thursday night or friday night one of those two um trying to teach myself the uh the simple uh, chords and horn blasts on my melodica and was considering bringing that to the game on Tuesday. Now, here's the thing. Um, I suck at it, so I'm not going to do that. But but it would keep the tune if I was remotely confident enough to want to play that in public. But uh, I had that. Yeah, I had a message to you, Scotty. I mean, so good. So, so if, if there's if there's another opportunity for this to take place, maybe not March, it might be too cold or too west. But uh, if there's another opportunity for this game to happen, or a situation where Scott Arfield will come and play, um, I'll 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 learn I'll learn a couple Scott standards if you guys uh, want, and uh, as long as we rewrite the words, I will stand up and humiliate myself playing this ridiculous looking instrument. I, I... So, Expect you guys to sing a message to you, Scotty, at this match. I'm just letting you know this right now. I will be saddened if you don't. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta figure out the words. We've only got a couple days. So. I have faith. I have faith in you. Oh, talk, that's talk to talk to Rob. Talk to Rob. Hi from the Black Hole. Hi, um, Rob. He's in Hamilton right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sunny Hamilton. It's Sunny there. Hamilton. Oh, the, sun oh. is out. the sun's out. Never mind. Hey. <laughs> sun's out, guns out. Anyway, so back to the match. <laughs> so the match is Tuesday night at BMO Field. Um, Toronto, uh, Toronto. Oh my God. Wow. I'm so used to saying Toronto. We talked about BMO Canada should have no difficulty in winning this match. They are, they are by far the superior team. Um, so fingers crossed that all we of t- that goes according to plan we tired one of their players out at the trials exactly yeah. exactly um so uh predictions then for this match i will go seven nil probably that's entirely plausible i'm going to go i'm going to go 8 1 <laughs> the one's gonna be calamity. It's just gonna be like a they're already up six nothing type deal. Like, oh yeah, you, you, we were sleeping on it. You got us. You know that, that's what that's gonna be. It's not gonna be. Daniel Henry's gonna do something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> He's really taking the sleep agent thing a bit too far. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lowball my expectations a little bit. Um, I'm just gonna go with five nil for Canada. Oh, modest. Yeah, yeah. But Atiba Atiba scores like a worldie. It's going to be beautiful. I hope so. Me too. Just for your sake, I hope so. I know, I know. Just so, you know, because I'm going to miss it, but I hope so too, so I can watch it on the highlights. And yes, I am missing this match, and yes, I am very sad and upset about it, but it cannot be helped. Um, So. Kristen hates Canada. Yeah, it's true. That narrative never dies. No, I know. I'm just the worst. Oops, sorry. <sighs> Amateurs. <laughs> I put it down for one second. I apologize.
next up on the show, TFC Talk Time, where mm. we talk about TFC. And there's, uh, you know, there's a little bit more to talk about in this section than uh, perhaps in weeks past, because, well, more things are happening. Uh, but before we get started, do you want to give a little shout out, a little congratulations to Joshua Cloak on the release of Come On You Reds, his book about TFC uh, from its origins to the MLS Cup last year. I hear the launch party was great fun. And uh, we hope to have him on in the next couple of weeks to talk more about it. So good job, Josh. You guys, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to my autographed copy, which I'll pay for. Yes. All of us agree. I think. Probably. I don't know Tony. Tony does not agree to anything. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. He's just like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Every podcast needs one. <laughs> I might take you up on that, Duncan. Thank you. Yeah, uh, to get, get Kristen to autograph, which is a, a big part of the, uh, the book there. So you're I'll in autograph it. my page for anyone that asks. How's that? And you're in it. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to think I don't want this book anymore because <laughs> I'm not in it. Haven't gotten to the part where you guys are in it yet, okay? I haven't had that ruined yet. I'm partway through Chapter four or three, I can't remember. Either way, that's all right. You know what? You know what? Maybe that's just maybe that's just an indication of 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 how tight Josh and I are, which isn't tight at all. That's fine. No, congratulations on your on your quotes. I hope you're happy. <laughs> uh, Fame won't change us, Mark. We still love you. Yeah. All right. Before we get into uh, TFC the senior team talk a little bit a quick bit of tfc2 news so after the last tfc2 home match of the season there was a a bit of news released via rocket robin who is um you know been with raking the red this year who has been writing about um the academy teams like since they began so um rocket robin on twitter if you want information about uh academy teams or check out his stuff on waking the red uh but he found out some information about where the ever roaming junior club will play next season so he was talking to bill manning after the match and manning and this is the quote manning also told me that tfc2 are moving next year to the bmo training ground uh in downsview park to play in their soon-to-be-constructed 1,200-seat stadium. Um, yeah, so... Okay, then. That, uh, that, that, that happened quickly, and... <laughs> they've, they've just given up on the concept of trying to attract the crowd, I guess. I think so. I think so. Um, Downsview Park slightly more accessible than, uh, than the OSA, so there's that. Um, I hope this doesn't com- I, I do hope this doesn't completely kill people going out to watch them though um, not that again I know they still struggled this year but I do maintain part of them struggling was the constant movement between B- you know BMO and Lamport and things having to be rearranged that sort of thing so it wasn't it wasn't easy and uh, I I hope more people continue to go and watch them myself included I didn't I only got to a couple TFC2 matches this year and those were ones at BMO so um, but yeah so there you go so BMO uh, BMO training ground uh, instead of BMO field or Lamport for TFC2 next season I'm just 
I think we're just running out of stadiums where they could play at this point. So, um, <laughs> It'll be Monarch if, Park if, next. Yeah, if, if anybody, if anybody in the outskirts of Toronto is dying for this team to show up there, give it another three or four years. Your turn's coming up. Yeah. Um, all right. So it's a little TFC talk. So just uh, TFC's got they've got three games left. Uh, as we said, uh, there's, there's their next two are on the road. The last match of the season is at home this year. Are you going to the last home game? Probably. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting I'll to be there. Too. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Definitive, maybe. Um, I am hoping to go to this match, uh, Yatsi lockout or not. Um, my personal plan is to talk to the nice people at Yatsi and see what I can do in order to assuage my guilt at crossing a picket line so that I can go to this match because I fucking miss Bebo and watching Toronto FC regardless and seeing all my people. So uh, that is my plan. Fair plan. Fair. Above board. I like it. Cool. Um, so now that TFC are done, who do you think is going to win the following two things? The Supporter Shield and MLS Cup. So Supporter Shield first. Who do you think gets it? AU guys or energy drinks? AU guys, sadly. I really hope it's the Red Bull. And I mean, it's not, it's not that I like New York Red Bulls or I hate Atlanta. It's more of the whole, it feels like all I've heard about all season long is how amazing Atlanta is. Amazing. What a great season. What a great story. And I don't know if anybody outside of like those six hardcore MLS fans, the ones who love everything about the league, um, realize that New York is one fucking point behind them. Yeah, there it's not. It's not even. It's not a runaway. Not by any stretch. No. Um, I do like the idea that after this fantastic hype machine of Atlanta on the last day. Atlanta gets their draw, gets 70 points against Tron, you know, 70 points, ends the season, and Red Bull gets 72. So they still break the record, but they get their record broken as well. That would be entertaining. So, yeah, I, I just I just feel like uh, everybody, I mean, I, I know I slept on New York Red Bull. I didn't think much of them or cared too much about what they were doing and how they were playing and the fact that they're been there the entire season. Uh, it looks good on everybody. I hope they, I hope they somehow steal the whole thing. Yeah. I, uh, I put the Red Bulls as well, actually, um, because I, I sort of same. Re- yeah. A lot of the same reasons that Marcus said is that one, I'm just sick of the AU guys. Cause I have been since their inception. Um, and yeah, the Red Bulls have been surprisingly like quietly good. Like they're always they've they've been good all season, and they're not getting they're getting so much so little attention, which is again under normal circumstances fine by me because I don't like them at all. But I kind of think they're going to do it, so we shall see. Uh, MLS Cup, who wins? That is a strong question. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. 
Yeehaw! Thank you, Kristen. Yeah, I, 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 yeah why not? I honestly do not still give a flying crap about the rest of this league. So it becomes <laughs> who would I prefer to see win? Uh, that being said, I'd be also very okay with DC United doing the business <laughs> because well, the laws are infinite. Columbus crew for similar but different reasons. Um, and uh, I have a, I have a weird amusement of real salt Lake and Petke quotes. So let's that's, I would like to see a salt Lake DC United final, and I, and I win. Honestly, I, I win. I, you know what? I would, I would totally be on board for that. A hundred percent. I had DCU slash Crew for for mine, just for lols for both. But oh, I, I'm I'm enjoying that that RSL option as well. So yeah, I'm on board with that. But DCU is my pick because. It's just funny. Now that the crew it's just Wayne Rooney. Now now that the crew have been saved, you know. Yeah, yeah we're good. <laughs> we're good. You're good. You're saved. Yeah. You don't need to win to stick it to the league, although it's still kind of funny, but no no, I, I DCU, yeah. Yeah, but then this ownership thing hasn't gone through yet, presumably as of yet, but won't be very quickly. Hmm. Columbus wins. Is he going to be presenting the trophy to Precourt, or did he get one of the new guys in? Uh, oh God! Ah. If, they were, if they were smart, they would not hand that trophy to anybody in a suit from Columbus. Like just optics alone, just stay the fuck away from that. You would think, but, but, they're, but they're dumb because we have to kiss the ass of the owner, and that's what we do. Yeah. So, and I say we do. I mean that's what MLS does, and then. Thank you, NFL, for all of your hard work for showing us that's how it's supposed to go. Ooh. But uh, yeah, like that's I, I, I hope I hope intelligence prevails and they just skip. If if Columbus wins, just hand it right to the captain, hand it to the coach. Doesn't matter. Just don't hand it to an, a money person. Ooh. Been too long and too ugly. Okay, Duncan, you're yeah. celebrating. You're about the crew? What? Oh, uh, yeah, well, then let's go with Columbus winning it. All right. Chiggles. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, before we move into previewing this week's matches, uh, so we've talked about that. Yeah, there's three matches left. What, what do you want to see over the last three matches from the team? Like in terms of not just like, I want to see them win or whatever. Um, but what do you want them to do? Like, do you, what do you want them to see in terms of who they're playing or, or how they're playing, you know, players that they don't play for the rest of the season, that kind of thing. Like, like for me, I want to see them shut down anyone that is carrying even a vague injury. Like there's no point in them playing have them sit down let's 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 see the kids let's see the bench players the ones that are maybe on the bubble for next year like these are the guys that should be playing i i wouldn't mind not recognizing well we know who plays for tfc but you know what i mean being like oh right that guy actually is technically has a first team contract why shouldn't he play for these next three matches like that's kind of what i want to see um mm-hmm. at least in part like sure i want to i want to spoil anything i possibly can for montreal or atlanta but um, I don't think, uh, you know, and I think in an interesting way, like if you, if you change out that team that way, I, you, you know, we might actually see them having a bit more fun because 
they don't have anything to lose now. So what the hell? Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, I mean, you know, let, let uh, Johnny O. Baker you know, give him a chance. Yes. You know, we got rid of Nicholas Tesla for this one guy who's just never going to play any time at all. You mean Liechtenstein Player of the Year, Nicholas Hassler, don't you? Yeah, yes. Um, and then the, that defender is, is done. Is it Julian done? Yeah, Julian done. I mean, with a caveat here, if Mavinga and or Molo is fit, then play them and let Dunn play alongside them. Do not in any way throw Dunn in there alongside Haglund and Zabaleta or anything. Oh, dear gods, no. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You kind of see what happened when it's just straight up the B team slash kids early in the year. That was particularly ugly, but you know, let's have one or two of these players kind of in there with some of the good players and see what they can do in a, a fair situation, a fair time to judge their talents. But aside from that, uh, don't beat DC and beat Montreal and Atlanta. Yes. That is the game plan. I like it. I'm kind of in the same boat as the both of you. People are hurt. They don't play. Even if they're slightly hurt, just rest them. It's fine. Um, don't Please don't say the words uh, draft pick. Uh, you know, we're fighting for a better draft pick or whatever because the draft picks are kind of useless. So let's like, let's not kid ourselves. I don't want to hear that shit. No. Um, um, uh, I, I would love to see. I'd like to see some of these some of these guys who've been perpetual subs to just you know start the games. Just start the next three games. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be a, a look into the future necessarily. It just has to be. Even if you're just putting them up in the window shop, you know, like <laughs> we're looking to get rid of some of these guys. Here, here's three games of them playing something meaningful. You know. It can't. It can't hurt. I'm. The season is over. It's done. We're just playing spoiler for everybody else. So at least have like do something constructive with those three games with those two hundred and seventy plus minutes of game time left. If that means Irwin starts them all, I'm okay with that. If that means Bacaro gets a run out, I don't know if you can find a way to put uh, the. Uh, the Lino Messi of USL 2, which is uh, Sabasa Endo. We can put him out on the pitch. That's not a real thing, guys. I just I just made that up. But uh, I, why not? Like, you know what I mean? I want to yeah. just just th throw – I don't, don't want to diminish the players who are stuck on the bench, but throw out the B team. Like, and, and, and if you run out of guys that you're not fully confident in who shouldn't be on the pitch, then yeah. Also, Osorio, have him start play all the games. I fucking love that guy, and the more goals he gets, the happier I am. Um, but like, you know, try to try to try to get some guys some meaningful minutes. I am on board with that. All right, well, last up on the show, then, it's match preview time. Woohoo! Right. 
And we are going yeah. to preview. I was, I was like, wait, did you both? Did I lose both of you for a minute there. I was worried. Um, we're going to preview both games back to back because, well, that's what we're going to do. Um, first up is uh, Toronto's match against DC United. So TFC season, as we said, you know, it's winding down. Their next two matches are on the road. And first up is this trip to the house that Rooney built. Uh, you... <laughs> that just sounds so wrong. I know, but it's so true. At it's least so right accurate. Now. Yeah. Um. So with DCU now in the sixth spot in the playoffs, and you know making this rather remarkable comeback from their horrific start to the season, um, uh, you know, as one of you, as you guys said in the last segment, like I'm kind of. I'm kind of okay if TFC lose this one <laughs> because I kind of want to see DC do well now. Like I have on season. Um, so, you know, I don't want them to lay down and just be like, yeah, score, whatever. But, you know, if they lose, I'm not upset by this. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I want to see them, you know, whatever, play well, but they can lose and I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to be mad about it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, DC coming out of this game with points would not uh, in any way bother me. Let's, uh, let's see Senor Wayne in the playoffs. Just for fun. Yeah, I, I, I want, as spoken of in previous segment, the idea of a DC United uh, championship run because of Wayne Rooney, um, warms my heart in ways that I don't know if I could express in a two and a half hour podcast, um, which is a link that some of you people expect, which thank you, but unnecessary. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I just, I mean, I don't know of a league that would want the idea of we got one player and it made the difference from us being at the bottom, the foot of the table to winning everything like that's such a a north american sporting trope and in soccer that's not supposed to happen but it's kind of sort of happening yep and as much as i hate it i would normally hate it but because it's wayne rooney a guy who is so polarizing of opinions you i don't know anybody who's just like yeah he's all right you either love the guy, and that's where I am, or you hate him, which is where I think everyone else is. Pretty much. And the this fact is Bill that, Hamid, fuck Wayne Rooney. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, there's room for both. Okay, I, I, I also have tons of love for Bill Hamid, but Wayne Rooney, just him showing up and being DC United soccer Jesus is just too fucking funny yeah. to me. That part's hilarious. After having uh, 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 a lackluster, we'll say, spell at Everton. So, um, yeah, this is great. This is, this is wonderful. I, I want, I would love DC to, to continue the march, get into the postseason, and then screw up everything. All right, so then player to watch, do I even have to ask? Luciano Acosta. Which is Spanish for uh, Wayne Rooney, I hear. So that's fine. 
no, he's he's always been a, a good player. You can see the talent there. It seems like things are really coming together you know, since Bruni's come along, uh, you know, he's taken attention away, and all of a sudden he's doing really well. So. Yeah, I don't need to ask yours, Mark. I know. Yeah, it's, it's still Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Um, I have Wayne Rooney down, but also Darren Maddox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's been, like, oddly and annoyingly competent with DCU. So it sort of, like, sticks in my head a little bit. Like, you don't, don't sleep on Darren Maddox. It's, it's uh, he can come back and surprise you a little bit. But First time for everything, I guess. Well, He's 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 their top scoring. He's their top goal getter. Is he really? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I know. That's amazing. Good good for Darren. Oh so, yeah, you know, I'm like um, maybe you should pay attention to this guy too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. All right. Well, predictions then. Um, three one to DC. Moi aussi. Uh, two one DC. All right. Okay. Huzzah. And to Sunday's match. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. On Sunday afternoon, a uh, game that we usually circle as an away trip. Um, sadly, I don't believe any of us are going this year. Um, is the journey to Montreal to take on the Cheesemakers. And you know what? Anytime Toronto plays Montreal, it's generally an exciting game for whatever reason. Just rivalry alone makes it interesting. Wow. Um, but yes, <laughs> but this year, thank you. Uh, TFC have the potential uh, to spoil the Cheesemakers' playoff hopes, which would be wonderful. Just, just wonderful, A and. I, I hope this for so many reasons. Yes, once, you know, of course we're out. So let's ruin it for whoever we can that we don't like. And we, we don't like Montreal. So uh, Montreal has spoiled it for us in the past. And uh, yes, let's just, let's crush their fragile little hopes. Ooh. I want to hear that stupid bell ring. I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to bet that we've ruined their hopes way more than they've ruined ours. I'm still bitter about 2015. No, no that's fine. That's fine. But I'm just saying that if you were going to keep score, that kind of thing, <laughs> it's pretty lopsided at this point. I think so. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Fuck yeah. those guys. Uh, you've just done a one-off game and you can forget the season at home. Fabulous. It's not like Raheem Edwards is there anymore. So there's nothing likable about that team. Good so, point. True. I like it. True. All right, player to watch. Is anyone, you know, is it, is it just Piatti all the way around? I, I put Piatti. My coast is fine. Yeah, I, I, my love slash fear for that guy is real and proven almost every other game. So um, I'm never changing that until he leaves. And then when he leaves, I'm still going to consider him as a potential threat. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Piatti is the obvious and correct answer. Commit with other people you're trying too hard. Fine. Um, you'll you'll notice for both of these previews, I I, I omitted Van Tactics because we kind of talked we kind of talked about that in TFC talk about what we want to see from the 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 team down the stretch. So um, it sh at this point, that should just be filled out with the word try. 
Yeah, basically. That's, that's just it. Mind you, it also should have been the word for the last four games. Is the word try. So four months, yeah. <laughs> try. Also with with another line, don't embarrass anybody. And that too. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well then predictions for this match, gentlemen. Two two. Oh. Hmm. Exciting. I like it. Uh two nil Toronto. I could just see this being like, what the fuck? Okay. And they're going to score early, too. Like, in the first five minutes, they're like, oh, now you pick a time to start playing. All right, fine. Doesn't mean anything. Hilarious. You guys are funny. Real funny. Now, see, I, I went 3-2 to Toronto, and it's going to be a comeback win. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be very exciting and dashing of hopes. Basically, yeah, they're 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 going to think that they they... They they still have a chance, but no, 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 they don't. Yeah. It's gonna be good. All right. Well, that that is our show for this week. Um, please join us next week when we look back at two TFC matches. Look ahead to the final home match of the season. Talk about both Canadian national teams and whatever else. Have, you know, all crazy things keep happening uh, all over the place. So who knows? Oh, you know what? Before we go, one last thing. Usain mm. Bolt scored his first goal as a professional footballer. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. That goal? <laughs> the, first, the first goal was surprisingly composed. You know, yes. he kept his shit together, followed through, low, tucked his yeah. short side. Fantastic. Second goal. It really under it really undermined the headline Usain Usain Bolt scores two. Yeah. Because that yeah. second goal was like could have literally been scored by anybody. Pretty much. Even a random <laughs> squirrel could have had that goal. But anyway, <laughs> congratulations, Usain Bolt, on your odd Yeah. It, it it's already gone better than I thought it would. Exactly. This, this was a it's, it's of, two more goals than I thought he'd ever score. Yeah. yeah, I presume this was kind of a like Stephanie Labbe with the Red Hills foothills kind of thing. It's like, all right, sure, I'm sure of this. That's nice, and yeah, it's a bit of publicity in this, but it's not. It's not actually going to be anything, is it? Come on, let's be real. And he Don't has done publicity so, so good for him. All right. Back to the outro. So yes, this has been our show. Um, we'll have lots to talk about last next week and in the coming weeks because the off season is coming and that is always fun. Um, well, it should be more fun this year for TFC. So I want to thank uh, the two gentlemen who have joined me on our, our tin can show. So in the wilds of Berlintonia, uh, Mr. Mark Hinckley at Kitnerd Mark with a K, not a Q on the Twitters. Thank you. Uh, just as a, just as a heads up, if anybody in the Hamilton area would like to be a part of the first ever Barton Battalion Charity Cup, it's on October 18th between 6.30 and 9 o'clock at the hallowed field of Tim Hortons. Uh, just come out. Ten bucks will get you into the stadium. You can kick it out. If you don't have a team, we can put you on one. If you have a team, bring them. Um, it's going to be a good laugh. It all goes to Interval House of Hamilton. All the money goes towards them um, and... Uh, we're looking forward to a good night out. So if you're in the area or you just want to have a kick about, please come on down. 
For more information, find Barton, Battalion, Barton Street Battalion on Facebook, and you'll find the sign-up form there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I it, uh, yes. Go there if you can. I can look. Uh, joining us from Little Malta in his basement fortress of solitude at Duncan D. Fletcher on the Twitter is Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello! Uh, as for me, from the wilds of Blur West Village, uh, KZ Knowles on the internet. Yes, the entire internet. I have been your host, Krista Knowles. And until next week, Toronto, get used to it.